say Before you cross me, look both ways Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm out of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going state to state Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George Mackay, back in the Straight Talk studios. The snow is hopefully melting. We're getting warmer. Things are happening. And there's no better way to talk warmer weather than to sit down back in the studios after the phone interview we did two years ago. The one and only Hot Stepper, McCray Martin. Here come the what Hot Stepper. What up, Murderer. Murderer. Is the officer. Murderer. Dude. I don't know the words. <laughs> what's going on, brother? How are you? Uh, I'm doing good, man. I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been two, two and a half years. I think it's like summer of 2019 or Good something work. like that. It's, it's, it's been a long time. So I'm happy to be back, back on the show. Absolutely. And there's been a lot of things going on. First off, when we set this interview up, you told me you're going to wear the hat that you started wearing first, not Jack Swagger's hat. Where's that hat? Oh, okay. I have the hat. It's, it's, it's up there. It's, it's just drying. Cause I actually just took it out the wash. Okay. But I tried it on with the headphones, and it looks really weird. <laughs> All right. So, so if, anybody, if anybody doesn't know, we're talking about, you know, Jack Swagger's been rocking that purple bucket hat. But McCray Martin, he's been rocking it for years before. Jack Swagger just came in and swooped his gimmick. How do you he feel that swooped. he swooped it, man? He swooped it. You know what? I can't be mad because, you know, he does pull off the bucket hat well. And the kind of scary thing is is that i saw a picture of him on the cruise okay. it's like all of jas they took a picture together and with the sunglasses the big smile and the beard i thought it was me i legit legit like i i kid you not it's like why what am i doing in that photo and then i'm like wait a minute no that's jack swicker so i mean or jake hager now but um i think it so the fact that that happened, I was like, okay, I can't be mad at it anymore. You know, if anything, he's given the bucket hat a larger audience. And so, and we need, we need that. We need to bring back the bucket hat. It's been like stereotyped into the, like, oh, it's the fisherman or like, you know, the old guy golf hat. Like, no, like you look back, run DMC, they were rocking the bucket hats. It was a cool thing. We got to bring it back. We do. We have to bring it back. And do you remember for a brief period where LL Cool J brought it back, but it was all like furry? It was yes. the furry bucket hat. Yeah. I think wait, was it Finn Balor that rocked? Like, was it his? He had a bucket hat and it was there was a picture of Finn Balor. I don't know if it was on TV or at a live event, but he like wore like this purple fuzzy jacket and a purple fuzzy bucket hat. So I'm thinking, so yeah, you know what? We need the fuzzy bucket hat too. The fuzzy bucket hat needs to make a stronger comeback than the bucket hat. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to look into that. I'm going to look to getting a fuzzy bucket hat. I'm going to be hot. As, it's going to be hot as hell, but I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I'll deal with it. Yeah. But you'll only be wearing it for the 30 seconds, 35 seconds that you're walking out to the ring. Oh, no, no. I'm going to wrestle. For, I'm going to wrestle in it now. It's, wow. It's done. I'm done. Wow. It's, you're going to have like a bonnet it. strap to keep it on your head and like tie it up and stuff. <laughs> like, are you going to Velcro it up a little bit here? That, that'll be amazing. No, I'll, go, I'll do, I'll do shoestring. I'll do shoestring. Oh, oh my God. Keep yeah. it old school. I love <laughs> it. I love shoestring. it. Yeah. I love it. When I get fired, when I get fired up, I just pull the string. It's like, I'm angry. Let's go. That's amazing. The bucket hat gets him hulked up. I'm bucket hatting up, baby. Oh. It's like, you want to fight? Fuck it. Let's bring it. Oh, my God. So we got to talk a lot about the last two years. Things have happened. Obviously, COVID. We're not going to really get into much of that, but it slowed a lot of things down for everybody. Mm -hmm. But you've been gaining a lot of traction. 
you've been coming around, you've been kicking doors down, you've been taking names, you've been showing people exactly what the hot stepper is about. I know that I do have a strong fan base out in the Toronto and the GTA area, but I'm sure there's going to be people who have never seen me wrestle, who have never seen Junior wrestle. And so it's going to be really cool to have new eyes on us and open them up to a new world of fresh air. Absolutely. I love fresh air. Fresh air is like rarefied air. I think you guys at Richard Holiday, when he gets back in the ring, I think you guys should make a staple. Fresh, oh <laughs> rarefied air. I freaking love it. I love it. I mean, Richard I Holiday, it. he could be like the, you know, the top of the pyramid. And then there's you two guys. And I mean, you're all just breathing this fresh, rarefied air. MLW, that right there is money, baby. You got to get all over this. You got to. You got to get all over this. We're MLW, Corp Bauer. Corp Bauer, you wa- you're watching. You're watching. I know you watch. I know you watch because there's a lot of times where you've retweeted MLW Rewind. That's a side podcast that we do. So I know that's true. Yes, you do have MLW Rewind. Aha! Uh, He knows. He knows. He knows. So let's let's talk about McCray Martin and the evolution of the Hot Stepper. I hadn't Mm -hmm. seen you perform in a couple of years because of logistical issues with myself, COVID, all those kinds Mm -hmm. of things slowed everything down. But I saw you in January at the Go Hard Pro Show, and you absolutely Mm -hmm. lit it up. You came out entertaining as fuck. The best part was you came out with Junior. He had his match, and then right after his match was your match. And you were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to go all the way back to the entrance, and I got to do it again. Okay, I'm going to do it. And you did it, and it was freaking incredible. And you lit it up. It's always great seeing you. But the evolution and the confidence, like before, when I first seen you, you had your swagger. You're all about it. The first time I actually saw you was a chin lock. You came mm. out in that, that battle royal rumble thing that they had going on. It was great to see you there. And then to see the evolution of where you are now, I, I think that you found yourself. If, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. I think you 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 ev- you evolutionized. If that's a word, you evolved. There we go. You evolved <laughs> that character <laughs> a- that we see yeah. now, which is mm-hmm. an incredible character with a lot of skill, a lot of swagger. And the great thing is, is that you can play both sides with that character. You can come mm-hmm. out and be the heel hot stepper. You can be the face hot stepper, but it works. So talk mm-hmm. to me about, I guess, the transitional period of really getting comfortable in your own skin of this character and how you decided that that that, that you finally found what you were looking for, and this is it. I'm running with it. Yeah, no, um, no, that's that's uh, exactly what you described. You know, my character is very versatile in terms of heel, face, comedic, serious. Uh, I can go in many different directions. And I honestly have to thank, I think I have to thank COVID for that. Um, it just, it gave me reason to take a step back because towards the, towards the end of the pre-pandemic era of wrestling, I was kind of getting pigeonholed into a comedic role. And I have, I love comedy wrestling but it's not what originally attracted me to wrestling it's the the physical combat the back and forth the storytelling that's what always attracted me to pro wrestling and that's the pro wrestling that I wanted to do and I felt like it there was an imbalance I was doing way more comedy than I was doing serious and so having you know taking a step back because of COVID getting to analyze things like okay what do I need to change well first off I needed to get in better shape which I did uh I uh I needed to get actual gear because as much as as much as the like track suits helped me stand out at the beginning now they were kind of dragging me back because again wrestling is very cosmetic is very visual and so if they just see this huge colorful track suit they immediately think comedy uh so i kind of wanted to alter that a bit and so then when we came back i was in better shape i had gear i had been training at the keep uh, like a madman just because I wanted to look better, feel better, perform better in, in every aspect. And 
it paid off in 2021, even though we only had like a four month period really of wrestling. I had like 30 over 30 shows in the U S and Quebec and Ontario. And then 2022, um, I just, I skyrocketed just because I really felt like, all right, I know what I want the hot separate character to be. I know where to implement comedy. I know where to implement serious and just, I got better as, as a, as, a, and so it led to more opportunities where I could have those high caliber matches uh, and then when Junior and I started tagging, we started branching out to tag team divisions. And so it just 2022 and even just the, the beginning of 2023 has been exponential in terms of growth as a wrestler, performer and exposure. And yeah, so I, I have to thank COVID as much as it was a difficult time for, for myself and for you and for a lot of other people. Uh, it really gave me that moment of reflection to come back and reach that next level I've been looking for. Absolutely. And I think you, I think you actually hit it right there with what you said. You reached, you, you, you reached for that brass rig, you grabbed that level and the evolution is key. And I love everything about you, but the best part about it was seeing this kid that I had seen with so much talent and potential and it's seen him at the go hard pro show. And I'm like, man, he's looking. And the fact that you remembered me, that freaking touched me because when you and junior both saw me, you guys were like, Hey, George. And I was like, this is the coolest part about it. It's about making these connections and mm-hmm. making these memories that I still have your autograph hanging up on my wall over here. You can't see it because oh. the basement is flooded, but I have it hanging <laughs> over there. It's one of my favorite autographs. It's the autograph with you upside down, like the long elongated one. Yo, oh yeah. That. The, yeah. The Nike pose. It's, I the love Nike that. Pose. I, uh, <laughs> I love that picture. Um, and also I remember, I remember when you, I remember you posting the picture of me signing an autograph and I, after that, I was practicing my autographs. Like, man, that was super messy. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make it look more professional. So I've got, but my autographs got better. <laughs> All right, then I have to get an updated autograph to make sure that it, it like that one will go in the archives. Maybe we'll put there that you one go. in the archives. Yeah. We'll have to get the updated one. Now let's talk about also your other many affiliations. One being obviously your Quebec runs, which we'll get into that for a little bit. But I want to talk Seaway Valley. Seaway Valley has been a staple up in the Cornwall and Sarnia area. It is phenomenal. If you get a chance to go out there, it is one hell of a show. Uh, from what I've seen, I myself have not made the trip out, but I do know there are plans to have a big super show. And you are one of the fixtures over at Seaway Valley to the point that at your next show, I believe uh, it's probably happening after this, you are taking on one of the inaugural winners of Wrestling Academy. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. taking on Chris Dillon, and mm-hmm. that's a big freaking deal, man. And he even said mm-hmm. it in his post. I am going to be taking on one of the staples of this promotion. I'm going to be taking on one of the pillars. Mm-hmm. When you hear that from a talent like Chris Dillon calling you a pillar, that's got to be humbling. But at the same time, you have to earn, you have to keep earning the fact that you're a pillar of a promotion. Would you not agree with that? <laughs> yeah, it's very humbling, like a hundred percent. And, you know, going off of that, when Al gave me the call that it was going to be me, facing Dylan Davis for the vacant championship. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I couldn't believe it uh, just because, you know, there are a lot of great talents at Seaway Valley and the fact that management sees me as someone who could be their champions, who could be the face of the company uh, really means a lot. And it really validates a lot of the hard work that I put in inside and outside of the ring to better my craft and now it's my job to prove them right, uh, that they made the right decision. And, you know, the fact that Buddy had said that, I, he, I always call him Buddy because his Instagram is Buddy Wrestles. <laughs> um, but the fact that uh, Davis had 
called me one of the pillars and one of the staples definitely means a lot. But, you know, he also said that he doesn't dance. And so I just want to make sure that when he says that, he doesn't just see me as a dancer. He sees me as a legit competitor because I've done some of my best work at Seaway Valley, including with Aiden Prince winning match of the year last year. And, you know, so everyone who has stepped in the ring with me, they have this immediate impression like, oh, he's the dancing kid. And, you know, they soon learn after when that bell rings, like, okay, no, the hot stepper is serious business. And so I hope that that's the mindset that Davis is going into this match with is that he knows that I want that title because it's a very nice looking title. It is. I'm it actually is for, one I'm, of the nicer straps in the independence. It is. I really, I, I, I enjoy the look of that belt as well. Mm-hmm. So he better know that I'm coming for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, you know what? You're holding it for the injured Aiden Prince who will be back. And when he gets back, he automatically gets the title shot. He does. So yep. whether you're holding that strap or not, I mean, we could be looking at McCray versus Aiden part two. Uh, we could mm-hmm. be looking at another match of the year candidate. We could be looking at the new Seaway Valley champion. I don't know much about Dylan Davis or Chris Dylan as I know him because we follow each other on Facebook. That's right. Yep. I kayfabe his real name. Oh, shit, I'm in trouble. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ah. But seriously. 911. He broke kayfabe. He broke kayfabe. <laughs> it's Madison Square Garden all over again. Yeah, all exactly. over again. <laughs> but the fact is, is that what I do know about him is he's a fantastic talent, a very, very good wrestler, mm-hmm. very crafty. And, I mean, he got a three-month scholarship over at the Nightmare Factory, so he got to train with some of the best of the best. QT Marshall, Mm -hmm. Billy Gunn, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, and that's when Cody Rhodes was uh, injured. So it was a Mm -hmm. blessing and a curse because they got a lot more time with Cody than they would have had he been on the road. So that's a huge thing for them. And now you're talking about Dylan Davis 2.0. You're talking Mm -hmm. about a different version, a version that you may have not wrestled with in the Maritime. And this guy made the big jump. After coming back from Atlanta, from the Nightmare Factory, he moved here. He moved to Ontario. Mm -hmm. So now he wants to make waves here. But guess what? He's at the bottom of the list over here. He has Mm -hmm. to work his way. And I'm not saying it's because he's not known. He is known. But he has to earn every opportunity given to him. And yeah, Mm -hmm. right off the gate, Seaway Valley's like, all right, kid, you want to come to Ontario? You want to rep with us? You want to fight with us? Cool. Let's put you up against the best we have in terms of next-gen champions. And that's you. So... He better mm-hmm. be wise to the fact that, yeah, I've seen I've seen McCray Martin when he's happy to be there. But that that McCray mm-hmm. Martin is no longer here. That hot stepper, mm-hmm. that was version 1.0. We're talking about version 2.0, which is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. But when that bell rings, I'm going to knock your teeth down your throat, and I'm going to smile while doing it. That's the McCray Martin I know now, and that's the McCray Martin I love. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what COVID helped you with, too, was to channel that aggression. So you're no longer oh, yeah. happy to be here. You're happy to beat the crap out of anyone that's standing in front of you. And I think exactly. that, that adds another another layer. So let's talk about that. Channeling that aggression mm-hmm. to where you can unload it at the right moment. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you keep it all in until the bell rings? And then you're like, now it's I'm just ready. I'm I'm aiming for it now. You know, that's a that's a, that's a good question. Uh, I think throughout my life, you know, I'm a very calm person. I'm a very easygoing person. And, you know, I'm also very passive. So like, you know, in with work, you know, I'm very stress free. You know, I'm very just happy to be there. I'm trying to make people laugh. I'm trying to create a good vibe around everyone. And I do see things that frustrate me and there are things that make me angry. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's I channel those. I kind of keep those closed off. And then when I'm in the ring, when I know I need that aggression, when I need to 
take it seriously when I need to make that next step, that's where it comes out. And so like, I'm just channeling all that in here. And then, you know, when it's, when, it, because, you know, with wrestling, I mean, this is, this is what I want to make a career. This is the livelihood that I want to live. And so I know that, you know, it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows and I have to take it seriously. I have to want to get to that next step. And so I just let it out. I just keep everything bottled in till that bell rings. And, uh, you know, Buddy Davis, uh, Buddy Davis. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Dylan Davis. He's going to feel, see, like, there we go. See, I'm very, see, I'm very relaxed, very happy. But you know, when that bell rings, that's when the fire, that's when the aggression, that's when I'm ready to win. And I want to take that next step. That's where you'll see it. Absolutely. And I think that, uh, I think March may be a big month for you. You've got a chance at oh. uh, moving forward in that tag team turn in at destiny as we build towards their August event. And then we have a chance to, you know, capture the interim championship for Seaway Valley. I mean, you look at March and March could be obtaining gold and moving forward to another set of gold belts. Cause I mean, the destiny tag titles, they're, they're nice looking belts as well. They're they very, very nice. very nice looking belts. Mm -hmm. And who wouldn't want to rock those bad boys over their shoulder. You know what I mean? hundred percent. I mean, I'll take any belts, but uh, I want to take all the belts, That's but uh, you brought up a good point. March is uh March is a busy month. It's funny. Cause I, uh, after the Seaway show, I mean, this will have, be aired after but the the seaway show the next day i fly to the uk i'm wow. there in the uk for two weeks the the day after i get back junior and i are taking on jordan oliver and nick wayne at iws versus gcw wow then the day after that we're in the tag tournament at destiny and then later on later on in the month we're wrestling tdt at smash you know and it's it's just March March is going to be a, a crazy month. April is going to be a crazy month too. I have some US bookings. But uh yeah, like I was saying earlier, like 2023 is really has really been the year of the hot stepper so far and it's going to continue that way, I feel. I, I absolutely feel it too, man. I feel the vibe of it. And I got to say, uh I, I like I said the the evolution impresses me. It's almost like uh it's almost like seeing somebody that I know is you're, you 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 know when guys somebody is built for this and there's a lot of great talents in Ontario. But the evolution of you, you hit different. And I think you're built for bigger and better things. Now, looking at all the promotions that we've talked about, creative control is a big thing for McCray. Mm -hmm. I know this. Mm -hmm. McCray wants to keep total control of the hot stepper and what he does. AEW is a good fit. I mean, who wouldn't want to be there? But also in mm -hmm. AEW, there's a chance of getting lost in the shuffle. You could end mm -hmm. up on dark. You can end up on elevation. You could just end up there and never mm -hmm. get a shot at Rampage or Dynamite. Then you go over to WWE, where unfortunately, you won't be able to be the hot stepper. You won't be. You'll lose that mm -hmm. gimmick because they'll want to copyright it and you won't want to give them copyright. So you'll mm -hmm. become, you know, the next Gunther instead of Walter. Yeah. It'll all happen. Mm -hmm. It'll all happen. But then there's MLW. And MLW, I think, works for what you bring because it allows you to keep those bookings, but it gives you the opportunity to work in the States more. But then mm -hmm. I think, you know what? There's somewhere better. There's somewhere more impactful, if you will. I oh, see what I did there. Mm. I, yeah. think, I think the hot stepper would fit in perfectly in the X division at impact wrestling. I feel like you could add so many more. And when I think of the matchups, dude, when I think of the matchups, you and Trey Miguel, you would speedball oh. Mike Bailey. Oh. Mike. And I know you mentioned to the mini host that Bailey's one of your matches. Like think yeah. about that. And we're not even talking about an X division match for the title. We're talking about just you guys on a Thursday. Yeah. That's a barn burner in itself. And then of course, You've got 
Canada's own Josh Alexander right now, the top of the mountain over at Impact. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome for McCray Martin to get a shot would, at that? It would be very awesome. And it's it's funny that you bring that up because the last time I was on the show, you asked me, where would you like to see yourself in terms of major companies? And I said Impact because of the way that the company has grown and the talent that they have. And it just seems like the place to be right now. And I can tell you that two and a half years later, my answer hasn't changed. It's still impact wrestling. And to see Speedball at who was at one point was the X division champion. He was at the top of that division and he's, but he's still putting on great matches and Josh Alexander being now the longest reigning impactful champion. It's just been amazing to see it. Josh, who, he was my third match ever, which I will say it a uh, hundred times until I die. That still blows my mind that I got to share the ring with him that soon on. And that's a rematch that I've been waiting for. And yeah, like impact is definitely a place where I could see the hot stepper. I feel like I would be a good fit. I feel like the different matchups I could have would be insane. It'd be you. There's too many to count. And I hope that I get to earn that contract i hope that you know with the work that i'm doing now and i continue progressing doing work in the states doing work here that one day i will get that pen and paper from scott Demore and i get to sign on the dotted line i absolutely hope for that too man and i, I one match that i would love to see if that ever happens kind of a dream match for myself uh you and joe hendry oh yes oh my i i would love that i i am a huge hey joe hendry you know i do actually that's another theme song. Going back to uh, the mini hosts uh, question. Right. That's Joe another Hendry's theme song, song that gets I you hyped, dude. Hyped. It's so good. The vignettes, the vignettes alone were just hilarious. Uh, like I just, I think Joe Hendry's great. I got to meet him once back, but back when he was doing the prestigious Joe Hendry. So he wasn't, he wasn't as approachable. He wasn't, you know, as he didn't have the same can do spirit, but now that he does look where he is now, he's outside the impact. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love it. And it's got a Joe I'm just like, yes, I love it. I wish I could make it a karaoke song. It's the easiest karaoke song in the fucking world. It really is. It really is. All right. Let's talk about, let's talk about the fun side. We talked about before I push record uh family guy. We're both big family guy buffs. Yes. And family guy <laughs> has so many great moments and in time. One of my favorite moments of all time. It's a moment that I could watch all the time. And I know a lot of people may be like, Oh no, it might be cancel culture, but I don't care. I love this moment. Okay. It's when Peter talks about, uh, it's like, you know, it's like when I was in the Manson family and then he goes in and he's like, Charles Manson's there with everybody. He's like, Hey guys, I just got invited to a party at Sharon Tate's house. Now you can come. Just don't embarrass me. I freaking die every time I see that, because as we know, the eventual unfortunate events that happened, but it was yes. still funny, dark humor, and you have to appreciate it. Okay. That's it. What is one of your favorite moments from all the seasons of family guy? Cause let's be honest. The first 10 seasons were legendary. After yes. that, it did dip and dive a little bit. It always, it, it always, it always dips and dives. Uh, I think, I know one of my, one of my favorite episodes is Road to the Multiverse. It was with, with uh, Stewie and Brian. And it's just hilarious. Like the different situations that they get into where Meg is, where Meg is hot now. And then also when it's a, <laughs> it's a dog dominated world. And it's just like, no, I don't want to leave. This is what, this is where I'm meant to be. And I just, it it brings my heart it it warms my heart but um trying to think of like a specific moment that like just stands out in my brain 
Uh, oh, when Peter falls down the stairs, I don't know why, but I just I just watched that clip when I see Peter and like I just watched the compilation of Peter continuously falling down the stairs, and it makes me happy. <laughs> it's just it's just like this is so dumb, but it's great. Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, the Star the first Star Wars episode, mm-hmm. the first Star Wars parody that they did with the couch, trying to get it out of the trash compactor. It's like because the thing with no matter what, everyone can relate to that. It's That's true. just like a, it's a super relatable moment that even if you don't watch Family Guy, even if you don't like Family Guy, you watch that scene and you're like, oh my god, I know exactly what they're going through. I've been there. I've been there. I've been, I've been <laughs> I've through been it there. all. <laughs> <laughs> what um, what other uh, like kind of animated stuff do you enjoy? Uh, I I actually uh, funny you mentioned I just finished watching Batman the animated series. I, Amazing, right? I, yes. I, so. Because uh, it was on, it's on Amazon Prime. It's like they have a uh, Teletoon Plus, and you know I'm a huge Batman fan. You know Batman's my favorite superhero. I've watched all the all the animated movies. I watched Gotham. Uh, that was one of my favorite uh, dramas, with because you could see like pre Batman era, but it's still got all the same villains. And you know I just watched that, and like Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy are like I think they're the just the perfect duo. They're just amazing. And then also I. Uh, I played all the Batman video games, huge fan of those. And just, it's like, I could go, I could talk about Batman forever. Like it's, it's, it's insane. But cause my, uh, my gear, my current gear, like the color scheme I have is pink and, and lime green. And I did pick that cause of the Joker. <laughs> of, course. of course. Let's, let's talk Batman for a little bit though. Cause I'm a big Batman aficionado. If you, uh, I'll turn the cam, I'll turn the camera here, but there's some of my Batman collection. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm very it's much uh, Batman is uh, Batman and Deadpool Wolverine. Those are like my three go tos. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. a Wolverine and Deadpool fan before all the movies and everything. OK, I just want to lay that out to the world. I didn't just hop just on the bandwagon. Okay, I was there. I was you were there. there. All. You're an OG. That's right. I am. I'm an OG. So put some <laughs> respect on the name. That's respect right. on the name. Well, let's talk Batman. What did you all think right. of? Let's talk the current Batman. What do you think okay. of Robert Pattinson? What did you think of the first film? I really liked the first film. I know it was very controversial. Uh, people talked about the length. I didn't mind the length. I didn't mind a, a three-hour movie. I thought, first off, the way that they portrayed the Riddler, first of all, I think is the most true representation of the Riddler, where he's just like, he's just, essentially, he equates to an incel living in his mom's basement, who, who's like, you know what, I'm sick of this, and then just starts going on, in his way, a murderous rampage, but it's really through the riddles. Uh, in terms of Robert Pattinson being Batman, I will say at first I was like, "What? Like, okay, he he did the vampire thing. We don't need him to do the Batman thing." But actually, like, in terms of in terms of Bruce Wayne, I thought he was very brooding, and you know, I think that's a good. I always loved the brooding version of Bruce Wayne versus like the Playboy millionaire. Um, and as uh, and the combat I thought uh, in the movie was done very well. Mm-hmm. Is he my favorite Batman? No. He's not my favorite Batman, but I can't, I can't hate. I think he did a very good job of it. Who is your favorite Batman? I'm going to get a lot. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Let's do Batman's one to five ranking. Number five being the worst and number one being your favorite. I'll let you go first and we'll see if our top five match. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. 
Uh, we're, we're, we're doing just live action. We're not including animated. No, you could go animated as well. You give me your time. Okay. If you want to throw, if you want to throw Kevin in there, that's totally fine. So if you want to throw him okay. in there, I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. That's good to know that that'll help. Okay. Uh, process of elimination in terms of the worst Batmans. I'm going to have to go. Number five would then be George Clooney. Okay. I think George. I think George Clooney did a better version than Val Kilmer. Number f- number four. Number four. I'm gonna get hate for this. Michael Keaton. Now, I I really like Michael Keaton's Batman. Okay. But I didn't grow up with Michael Keaton's Batman. Okay. I think that's that's the biggest difference. That's the biggest difference. Number three then would be Christian Bale. Okay. I I thought Christian. Oh, you know what? I already forgot. Take hold on. Go back. I forgot about Robert Pattinson. We just talked about Robert Pattinson. Take out Clooney. Take out Clooney. Put put Robert in there. Robert. Okay, so Robert's back Robert. in. We got, we got Robert. Robert. We got Keaton. Next is Bale. I'm I'm putting Bale. You know, I think he's the. I think in terms of the modern Batman's, he's the most iconic, mm-hmm. just because of how well done the Dark Knight trilogy was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Batman Begins and say, great movie. Dark Knight, great movie. Dark Knight Rises, not as good, but still a good movie. Mm-hmm. Number two is Kevin. Number, number two is Kevin Conroy. You mm-hmm. know, just when you think of like when you read the comic books, you read it in Kevin Conroy's voice. You do, and like that's just <laughs> like, really to me. It just it's it, exactly. Really it's a great. It's a great Batman. Mm-hmm. And number one for me, and again, I'm gonna get hate, and uh, I will explain why. Ben Affleck. I think oh. that Ben Affleck is the best Batman. Now, was he in the best movies? No. 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 I don't think Bat- Ben Affleck was not in the best movies. But when you look at the the animated series, the the comic books, everything, who's there? You know, it's Bruce Wayne. He's not a small guy, he's a super jack guy, right? And like I said, I like the brooding brooding Batmans. I think he did such a good job of portraying that like he really just wants to be better. Like he just really wants to just get over that pain and doing everything he can. And then also trying to stop Superman. I thought, I thought he did that. And also like when he, the fight scenes, he was brutal. It made me think of like when the animated movies, uh, when the dark Knight returns, like a 50 year old Batman, just like humbling guys. I thought Ben Affleck did a very good portrayal of that. Also, I just forgot another Batman. And I think it's probably because I didn't grow up with it. But I'm gonna take out. I'm gonna take out Pattinson. All right, we're doing. Let's keep switching around. I'm taking out Pattinson because I gotta. I gotta put him in. Adam West. Mm-hmm. Adam West is my number five. Okay. Number four is Keaton. Number three is Bale. Two Conroy. One is Affleck. If Affleck was in like the Dark Knight movies, I think it would have been great. Mm. I think. I think you put Ben Affleck in any of the Batman movies, he will be great. So that, those are my top five Batmans. Okay. So I, I see where you went with it. <clears throat> and I don't disagree wholeheartedly, but I am going to make some changes. At number five, I'm putting Ben Affleck. The only reason I'm putting Affleck is because, like you, I didn't grow up with Affleck. I grew up with a different Batman. So compared mm-hmm. to the Batman I grew up with, eh, Ben Affleck slides to the bottom. Now, number four, I might get hate for this. But I'm putting Kevin in there. I'm putting Kevin Conroy in there at number four. Again, I love him. I did grow up with that Batman, and that was the voice. That is the voice you read to, but it's not the Batman I hold near and dear to my heart. Three, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I'll put Bale. 
two because I was introduced to Batman through this show through my mom's love of the show. Adam West is two because Adam West is Batman for me as a kid. That's the Batman that I grew up with. And then mm -hmm. one Keaton because to see him Keaton. on the screen and just those two legendary words, who are you? I'm Batman. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Just like I mean, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. Ben Affleck, when he goes, when he, when you see that scene where you see Superman and the lightning flash and he's floating, and Affleck's looking at him, and all Affleck says is, "Do you bleed?" bleed. I'm like, oh, yes, yes, he bleeds. So good. Make him bleed. Make him freaking bleed. Make him bleed. <laughs> do it. Do it. Yeah. No, but I did. Why I did, did you say I, that name? <laughs> I did love it. You know what the funny thing was? Is all the memes that came out after these two guys fighting, not realizing both their mom's names are Martha, and that's how yeah. they squash the fight. That's how they end it. Your mom's name is Martha? No way. Why does do? Get out of here. That's incredible. Ah, <laughs> <I> we're chill. <laughs> yeah, we're cool. We're cool. Let's go fight yeah. this guy that looks kind of like Doomsday, but also looks like the thing that could also be the human torch if they had a one night stand. I'm not really sure what's happening here. Let's go do that. Let's go take care of that guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> if they clothed, if they. You know, okay, going back to Family Guy. You know when Family Guy, when Stewie, like, made a clone of himself and he was just, like, yes. but he was slightly less intelligent and, like, looked a little dopier? I just thought that, like, if you cloned that Doomsday in that same way, it would be Solomon Grundy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't appreciate Solomon Grundy, man. I think Solomon Grundy is is great. I think, he, I, I agree, he's a very underrated Batman villain. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, it's just... I've always liked like the larger villains, like the larger in life. I mean, we go to Marvel as now, look, I don't like how fantastic Four. I don't like how fantastic Four portrayed him, but Galactus, mm. I cannot wait for a movie where they have actual Galactus who can hold the earth in the palm of his hand like that. And they actually portray like, I mean, they did it with Eternals, with the Celestials. I thought that was, I thought that was cool. I've always loved like those type of villains. Right. So Solomon Grundy is a has a also is near and dear to my heart. Yeah, I'll give you that. When it comes to Batman villains, for me though, uh, I have to say, and this I might get a lot of flack for this, man. I'm a big fan of Calendar Man. Calendar Man is fire. It's so like if you just look at the list of Batman villains, it's it's ridiculous. Go, I mean, Calendar Man's a good one. Clock King, Clock King's another weird one. Baby Doll. Baby doll is what oh, like baby doll, the Mad Hatter. Mad hat okay. I also love Mad Hatter. I I don't like I understand how they portray him, and I guess that's like the more truer representation of Mad Hatter in, in like Batman the animated series and in the video games. But the way they uh portrayed Jervis Tetch in Gotham, mm. where like it was like a legit, like very handsome man, first off. Set and then just like a sadistic killer where he's like he hit he hypnotizes his um he remember in the first episode he brainwashes the husband has him kill his wife and then has him kill himself that's sadistic i'm like yo this guy is a legit threat <laughs> that's right that absolutely is right uh what do you think uh what do you think about uh i can't remember his name right now but the puppet scarface is scarface oh yeah scarface <laughs> so I so here here's the go I'm gonna relate this to wrestling. Okay. So the best comedy in wrestling is the comedy that's taken the most seriously, right? You look at for I think the most recent example I would say is um, uh, Luigi Primo with the uh, with the pizza dough, right? The reason it worked is because everybody took it so seriously. They're like they're like 
this guy's flipping though like what like it's like what the heck and they get super angry about it so with scarface you know the his henchmen they're like oh no, no no i'm not messing with i'm not messing with scarface and then the guy's like it's just a puppet say like, no 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 the dummy is dummy is the human i can't remember the human's name but scarface is the legit deal so like i i really like scarface i think it's it's so dumb but like once you get behind it it's it's a cool concept it absolutely is and these are some of the villains that i would like like i mean when you think of the next batman they're already throwing out that it could be mr freeze they're also saying that it could be somebody different i mean we've seen all these larger life characters i want to see a villain that i haven't seen i mean yes we know that ultimately the joker will be involved in this new batman verse that we're getting but Mm -hmm. i could go with somebody a little different like maybe mr freeze does need a do-over because let's be honest arnold schwarzenegger not the coolest mr freeze that they could have done so maybe mr freeze does get a do-over but at the same time i'm thinking man i wouldn't mind seeing somebody different and it was always for me it was always i want to see raja ghoul and then now they've done that in the dark knight trilogy Mm -hmm. so i can't see that anymore like that doesn't work for me now Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know i'm thinking like I, I, maybe calendar man and solomon grundy team up and then you just fuck him up that would be, <laughs> that'd be amazing i i want to see maybe not maybe not a primary villain mm-hmm. but i would like to see deathstroke mm-hmm. deathstroke is deathstroke is my favorite is one of my favorite dc villains just in general mm-hmm. and i i think i think he would be like a good like you'd be that'd be a solid fight scene like if that's like the penultimate fight scene for, uh, it's kind of like uh, like um, James Bond Inspector with Dave Batista, right? Dave Batista was the henchman, but that was the biggest fight of the of the movie was with him, and then it was more psychological with um, Christopher Walken's character. But I think something like that, where it's like the main villain is more psychological, like a Calendar Man, like a Mad Hatter, or that type of thing. But like the what the second to last fight is like it's just an intense martial arts combat and i think you could get that with deathstroke now that we're just talking about this i i picked i want them to make the bat next batman movie kind of like how they make a video game where there's levels where there's multiple bosses because i think that's how you could optimize the batman universe hmm. right it was like they they do they, they kind of do that already like you know you had falcone in the most recent batman movie you had the riddler you had that like you had penguin but like they all just kind of felt like cameos they didn't really they didn't it was still all central around riddler Hmm. i would like to see more like chapters i guess throughout maybe that's just the the hypothetical dream world that i'm living in as a huge batman mark who has played the video games more times than he can count (laughs) listen i have a ps4 i have all three on the ps4 i have a ps5 i rebought them on the ps5 i have them all on my xbox 360 they're down here somewhere Mm -hmm. i play them all i have so many different systems that i still play them on exactly and they're, they're, they they age so fucking oh yeah they age so well now you're saying you're saying three what's your thought on origins oh man i don't know am i gonna get heat for this am i gonna get heat for it you're not you're not okay i feel like majority of the population i think don't like origins i i think it's one of those things where at the time when origins came out it was not a good game because I think people, people don't like change, right? It became, a, it was a prequel. It was done by Warner brothers, Montreal. It wasn't done by Rocksteady, And so it already had a different, it didn't have Kevin Conroy and, and Mark Hamill. So I think it already just like people were thrown off by it because it changed. 
But if you go back and play it now, you just go into it like, okay, I'm going to look at this as just a single objective Batman game. It's amazing. Hmm. It's, it's really good. Now, there's also, I mean, I guess Gotham Knights is, doesn't count as part of the Arkham series, I, but I haven't played it. I am in the I, middle I, of it, and that's a, it's a fun game. It is a lot of fun, actually. It is a fun game. I, it didn't come out for PS4, and I don't have a PS5 yet. I'm, save, I'm saving up for a PS5. Right. But, like, I haven't watched any YouTube videos. I haven't watched any spoilers because I want to be, like, fully surprised of what happens okay. in, in Gotham Knights. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm saying, I'm telling you, you should, you should play, you should go back and play Origins. Just, just give All it, right. just give it, just give it, give it a shot again. And, okay. you know, if I'm wrong, I will accept, I will accept defeat. But, uh, no, because I was the same. I was like, this game, eh. it feels like, it felt like a letdown from Arkham City. And it is a bit of a letdown from Arkham City, but in itself is not a bad game. All right. See, because I was going to say Arkham City is like top tier. Arkham City is the game of all games for me when it comes to any of the Batman series. Like I loved Asylum. Asylum was great. I got almost all the Ritter trophies. I think I got like close to 60, uh, which was hard to do. I couldn't get them all, but I got most of them. I got pretty much all the uh, the bonus stuff that you could get. Like I played that game through and through and through. Mm -hmm. And then I go and then Arkham City came out and I'm like this this is everything. And then yeah. Origins came out. I was so stoked about Origins and I bought it. I picked it up. And I, I, I sat down to play it. It was a Friday night. The wife and the kids were gone. I was going to be up till two in the morning. I had the whole thing planned out. The whole thing planned out. Then I heard mm -hmm. Batman's voice for the first time. I'm like, I don't know what's happening here, but I don't like any of this. This is horrible. <laughs> I, actually, I actually had to mute the game and put on the subtitles because I was like, I don't like this dude's fucking voice at all. It's mm -hmm. wrong. It's wrong. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's inhuman. This is like if Batman was a lesser version of Batman in a multiverse. This is not the Batman that I knew. This, I don't know who but, this guy is, but this guy's not Batman. I think Ted, but Ted, but I think technically you just said what he was because it's a younger Batman. It's a, it's a, it's an angrier Batman. It's a younger, more impulsive and more rash or less rash Batman. And as opposed to when you get to Asylum City at night, it's a Batman that's older, it's wiser. Mm. So if you, again, if you switch that lens, I agree. Like the, the voice. It's not the best Batman voice. No, it's horrible. But you know, I think who 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 did voice? It's not Nolan North. No, I'm trying to remember who voiced who you know voiced it. It was Nolan North. That would have been great. We're gonna we're solve, solve this right now. I here. love how I love how how much time we've spent on Batman. This is this is amazing. <laughs> Batman in Batman Origins. All right, here we go. All right. Oh my God! If I could spell, it'd be awesome. All right, so Batman Arkham Origins, Roger Craig Smith, and Troy Baker was the Joker. Troy Baker as Joker is, I do like. Yeah. I think he does have, like, he has, like, a modern-day Hamill. Like, that, that, that's, like, he, he feels like a modern-day Hamill in terms of, because he really tried to emulate Hamill as best he could without sounding too much like Hamill. Kind of like what Hamill was, like, he wants to people to feel like nickel, like wanted to feel like Nicholson, but not be Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what, what I get. But yeah, Roger Craig Smith, right? Hey, Roger, if you're watching this, we didn't like your voice as Batman. We hated it, we hated it buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? You're right. And even when I read it, it's like the reason they selected him was for him to be a younger, more angrier, more unrefined Batman. So yeah. going back into that, 
I get it now. But at the time, because I know it was a prequel and I know it was sold as a prequel. This is a prequel to everything we saw. I get that. But to me, it was like, this is the third installment. I get it was supposed to be the yeah. first installment, but it was the third installment. It, if, it, and it, 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 it was marketed as like a third <laughs> installment too, right? And that's the thing. That's like, it's, I feel like the Arkham games go like Asylum, City, Origins, Night. I, to me, Night's my favorite. Yeah. I, I, think, I think maybe, I think Arkham City story is better. But Arkham Knight overall, I think is 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 the better game. I would give you I would give you that as well. I think my favorite is Arkham Knight as well. But for the simple fact that I enjoyed the gameplay, I found with 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 Asylum and even with City, it got repetitive. Even though you could switch up the combos, you could do more cooler stuff. You could go back mm-hmm. and like unlock different weapons, and it would change some of the combos. Mm-hmm. It still felt pretty repetitive. But Knight, to to be cliche, Knight hit different. Knight hit different. It did. It did. It did hit different. I think part of it is like it was next it was the first proper next gen game without being without it being remastered yep i think that helped uh i mean all dudes scarecrow in that game looked fire. amazing fire like i i love i love they just like completely like he's destroyed i like he just looks he looked gross he looked gross but like also like it was awesome that he looked so gross <laughs> we have spent I don't know. A, a lot of ba- on batman we have spent about yeah. a good 20 minutes on batman so let me ask one more question i'm gonna wrap you up let you enjoy your evening but when yeah, you look at it. the legacy of mccray martin and you look mm-hmm. at what you were to where you are now and evolution has been the factor of a majority of our conversation unless we went off on that huge batman mark uh tangent which was incredible by the way but when you look at the evolutionary standpoint of mccray martin from where you were to where you are to where you want to be what is the next logical step you need to take in order to get to that next level you want for the hot stepper character? Ooh, ooh, Tough question, I like right? This, I like this question. It hits and different. It, it is different. Hey, it hits different. I think too is because for me, the hot, I've had the hot stepper character mm-hmm. since September of 2018. Mm-hmm. So to me, it has felt like a long time, but for a lot of people, it's it's new, it's it's different. And so to them, it's new and exciting. And for me, it's it's not boring. Believe me, it's it's not at all, it's not at all boring. But I sometimes find it hard to know is it sour for other people if it gets sour for me? You know, where it's kind of like I know, I know, I feel like a lot of wrestlers feel this way. It's like, would they been doing the same thing for a long time? Like Chris Jericho is, I think, is a good example of that, where he constantly switches it up, but like how long could he drag that character? I mean, I'm going on a long rant, but essentially, I I don't know how long the hot stepper character is gonna last. I'm gonna take it though and ev- keep evolving it because I do enjoy implementing the dance aspect of my wrestling to, or the yeah the dance aspect of my life to wrestling. I think it's done wonders for me and it's a lot of fun to do and it gives me such great crowd interaction. Um, where I want to be with it uh, is it's just be worldwide right i'm going to europe in in a few days so by the time this comes out i'll be back from europe hopefully it went well uh <laughs> i know it um, did. i know it did yeah i know it did um but from now till then like i just want to keep growing keep getting exposure keep growing as a performer and and continuing that reach to that hopefully my dream would be to take the hot separate character or a variant of to to impact to NXT to WWE to AEW, I would like to keep bringing it up 
Um, but you know, I'm not afraid of change. If it comes down the line, it's like, you know what? I want to change things up. Or if someone says, Hey, we want you to change things up. I welcome that challenge. And yeah. uh, because at the end of the day, I am a performer and I want to put on the best performance I can. And, you know, I feel like I could, you throw me anything, I could do it. I think that's, that's the quote, throw me anything and I can do it. Hits different. I like it. I, love, I actually love it. I think that's the best answer that I've ever had to that question in terms of the evolution. And I think you answered it with such poise, uh, you know, a maturity beyond your years. And that's the fact. And that's one of the reasons that I, I love you. And I consider you a family member for sure. You're part of the straight talk family. You know, this, you can come back. any. You can come back anytime. <laughs> mom, mom, I'm part of a new family. I reached Get the top. Get out of here. I reached the top, ma. <laughs> I reached no, the but top. Dude, I, I got much, I got nothing but love and respect for you. You keep you keep surprising me and you keep entertaining me. And that's the whole that's the whole thing about this. Doesn't matter how many conversations I've had, it's conversations like this that I remember. And I remember our first one so fondly that this one, it hits different, but it feels the same at the same time. And I think that's a great way to end this. Before I let you go, shout out your soul soul so everyone can keep up on the journey that is the hot stepper. All right. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, and everything in between. You can follow me on the Instagram, on the Twitters, on the Facebook at the Hot Stepper PW. It used to be the Hot Stepper MM. I'm going to say this because this is a funny story I've never mentioned on the podcast, but it used to be the Hot Stepper MM, you know, because McCray Martin. Until a lot of my friends who are outside of wrestling said, Why is your Instagram the Hot Sperm? <laughs> because it looked like sperm. <laughs> So that is why it's now the hot separate PW. <laughs> so go follow your boy on all the socials at the hot separate PW, not the hot sperm. Buy my shirts at shows. When I start an online store, buy my shirts there. I'm getting bucket hats made. Buy the bucket hats. Join the revolution of bucket hats becoming famous. <laughs> It's amazing. We we just we went. I asked to shout out socials, and we got this whole other tangent. I freaking love it. I love there's there's been so many random tangents in this conversation. It's been great. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Been so much fun. It absolutely has, guys. You know my links. The socials are below. Shout out to my guest, the hot stepper McCray Martin, to coming back on Straight Talk. It's amazing. You know we're gonna do it again. There's gonna be a part three. Hundred. Gotta be part three. Absolutely. Stick around. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Boom. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my league. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm outer space. Anywhere we're out of place.